Man, we are right in the middle of this series, and the series is entitled Honor, and I want to welcome everyone here today. We're glad that you're here. Today's a very special day for Momentum Church. It's going to be our first annual Law Enforcement Sunday, and we want to honor our men and our women who serve and protect us. So I just want to start off right there and just say thank you guys so much. We applaud you, but not enough. We respect you, but we don't show it enough. And I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and being here with your families. Thank you. That's going to be an incredible gathering, and I'm I'm really stoked about it. You know, God has done some amazing things. This is, uh, right now we have another gathering going on in Navarre. We'll have five gatherings today, three here in Gulf Breeze. This is our last one. Last one, a little more of the light crowd with the, the weather being so beautiful and the beach. But out of five gatherings, as we say it here, we're one church. It's like one house with many rooms. We just want to tell you thank you. We appreciate you, and we want to show that today. We want to honor, and we want to respect you today. And so you, you picked a great day to come. So thank you for being here. You know, God's doing amazing, amazing things. And I just want to brag on Jesus for a minute just tell you some of those things uh, that God is doing. Last Sunday, Stephanie, my wife, spoke on Mother's Day, and she knocked the cover off the ball. And uh, she did such a great job. I'm just so thankful for her, and she brought such a great word, man, such a great word, and uh, moms, we still want to honor you. We honored you last week, want to honor you, and just say thank you. What you do is so very important, and uh, the Lord reminded me of, about that again yesterday, and I, I'll speak of that later, but this whole month is a month of honor. Man, we believe that as Jesus followers, that man, the, 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 the mark that we leave ought to be generosity, Man, the mark that we leave in this community ought to be honor. In other words, we are creating a culture and raising up a, a new generation, a younger generation, to say, you know what, guys, man, we're a generation of honor. And we're going to do that. And so next Sunday, I'm excited. We're going to honor all of our military men and women that serve. Um, we're going to honor them. I like to call them heroes. Um, just like our law enforcement, your heroes in our book, we're going to honor them. It's going to be a great gathering. You don't want to miss that. And uh, it just, man, I'm, I'm excited. We, we're going to honor the middle school who've allowed us to call this place home for a little over two years. And uh, we're going to honor them the last Sunday. It's going to be great. And, and then we're going to move to the elementary school right next door. And so we found out Christmas Eve that we knew we'd be out of here for about five weeks, but we found out it's actually a year, so we began to pray. And I want to teach you a prayer that can help you whenever you're in trouble. It's really easy, um, and I try to make things rhyme um, because it helps me remember stuff. Maybe it'll help you. I don't know. But, uh, you know, whenever you don't know what to do, one of the greatest prayers that you can call on is, is just say, God, I have no clue. Show me what to do. God, I have no clue. Show me what to do. And I promise you, wherever you are, just watch that thing turn around on you. No matter if it's your finances, your family, if it's your job, no matter what it is, when you call on him and you say, man, I'm helpless here. I don't know what to do, but I'm looking to you. I'm depending on you. That's an amazing, quick, powerful, potent prayer. And so we called on God. We prayed about it. And, uh, Man, God is going to use, and I believe, bless the elementary school. And we're growing. It's amazing, man. Amazing what is happening. Just within the last two weeks, uh, we've, we've added, or not, 
last two weeks, last few weeks, we've added two gatherings since Easter. So it went from three to five, one to two campuses. And, and I just praise God for what he's doing. And I want you to know, I really feel like I'm supposed to share with this, that my heart is not proud. I do not say this, but I want you to know. You know, sometimes you come and, you know, you come different gatherings based on your life. And, and that's why we have multiple gatherings. But sometimes you come and you think, man, it's light today. And maybe you come to a gathering and you think, man, it's light today. I want to tell you something. Um, you know, in August, we were running 400. We've more than doubled. And we have more gatherings to serve more people. And there are people that can't come at this time, but they can come at this time. So don't you let Satan, who's a liar, don't you let him lie to you and be like, man, it's a little light. No one's coming. No, no, that's the enemy. They are coming. And, and I'm telling you, Jesus is doing amazing things. And so I just want to give you that hope to let you know. That powerful things are happening. Um, last Sunday, we had a lady who had come for two weeks. She's an atheist. And we always say this. Man, listen, if you're an atheist, we're glad you're here. And um, we're so thankful you're here. You don't have to be like us to be loved by us. Man, you're, you're safe here. We're glad that you're here. We're going to love you regardless of where you are. It uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. God loved me where I was. God loved you where you were. And the cool thing about God is he takes us as we are. And then he makes us better. And so this lady had come with her husband, who now is, is, uh, has been, uh, I believe, deployed. and uh, Not deployed, I'm sorry, he's in boot camp. And so about five weeks ago, she came. She came for two weeks. She's an atheist. She's more than an atheist. She's an atheist who is angry at God. And um, that's funny, right? And I, I think it's awesome. And she came, and, and um, she sat right in the back, further back. And, and she's like, okay, God, if you're real... You know, if you're real, then, man, I, I, need, you, I need you to show me something. I'm, I'm feeling lonely, and um, I'm really struggling. And, and God spoke to um, one of our pastor's wife, just in her heart, just, hey, go sit by this lady. She didn't know her. So she sat down right after that atheist lady had prayed that prayer. And she said, hi, my name's Vanessa. And it was amazing. And they talked together. And after that gathering, Vanessa walked her out, and she introduced me, and she came like this, you know, and she said, I'm an atheist, you know, and, and I could see the tears coming. And then they, they came in her eyes and she said, I wish I could believe in God. And, um, but, but I've seen too much. I've studied too much. I've read too much. I can't. And I told her, I said, man, you don't have to be like us to be loved by us. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. I got, um, I gave her my number. I got her number. I said, I'll call you this week. And I ended up calling her, fast forward the story, and we talked for <laughs> several hours on the phone, and, and, and she pretty much talked, and, and I just listened, which, boy, that was a change of events. <laughs> and, and so I just listened, and God said, don't argue with her, don't debate with her, just listen. So I listened to her hurt. I listened to her hurt, and I listened to all that, and I just said, you know, the cool thing about God, it's okay not to believe in him, he believes in you. The really awesome thing about God is God will meet you where you're at. God doesn't require us to get to a certain level to meet us. God is the God who stooped down and sent Jesus. He's all about stooping down. He knows what it is to serve. And, man, so the following week she came and she gave her life to Jesus. And she is with her husband now. And last Sunday she brought their son who had never been here. He didn't want to go to church. He's an atheist too. And she said, well, listen, listen, sit in the back and and um, she said, you know, you, you know, sit in the back and you make fun of the preacher, find something to do. And, hey, whatever works, right? Like, come on, I, whatever bait on that hook. And so she, they, they didn't sit in the back, though. They actually sat right where you guys are sitting, Greg and Carrie, right over here. They sat right there. And he went from being an unbeliever to he gave his life to Jesus. Well, he was a VIP, a first-time guest. Some churches 
call them visitors. They're not visitors here. They're guests. And we want to roll out the red carpet. And he was the first one to raise his hand. And then last Sunday, Mother's Day, he was one. His mama was one. How about that? They were, they were, they were two of five people that we just baptized. I mean, they were like, she's like, I'm moving this week. I want to get baptized. We're like, we'll do it today. Because her son was moving on Monday, and so Sunday night, Mother's Day, Stephanie and I, what a great Mother's Day present to watch five people. We had one little girl. It's a beautiful thing. And I said, now, tell me when you gave your life to Christ. And she said, Christmas Eve, this past Christmas Eve. That's why we do Christmas Eve gatherings. Isn't that awesome? Got to baptize her and then two other ladies who serve in our military who will be gone in just a few months. Baptize five of them. That's what Jesus is doing. And I just want to tell you, you know, where there's no vision, people get discouraged. I want to tell you, man, awesome things are happening here. And so thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being incredible Jesus followers. I want to get into a shortened message today. And, and we're in Romans 13. That's where we want to go, Romans 13. So if you have your smartphones, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you have your smartphones, you can actually download a free app. It's called Uversion. It's one of the number one, number one apps in the world, and it's unbelievable. It's free, and you can download um, the Bible on there and devotionals. So no matter where you are in your life, no matter where you are, you can have a, a reading that day Based on where you are, if you're discouraged, you can hit that button. If you're over here and you're like, man, I'm struggling with alcoholism, you can hit that button. If you're over here and you're afraid or worried or anxiety, you can hit the, and, and you have God's word right in your hand, hand and it's amazing. I would download that app, and then you got God's word wherever you go. It's powerful. So we're going to go now to Romans 13, verse 1. Out of respect, since we're talking about respect today, out of respect, would you please stand for the reading God's word? Romans 13, and, and we have fun here, so I just want you to know. Man, just just to everyone, man, just, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to listen to what scripture says and then we're going to walk out. We're going to be better for it because we're not just going to be hearers. We're going to be doers. Watch this. Romans 13, verse one. Everyone would everyone say everyone, everyone, everyone must submit. Now, listen. I'll be honest with you. The truth is, in our sinful natures, we don't like to submit, do we? You ever have a hard time submitting? Uh-huh, 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 right, right? You ever have a hard time submitting? You know, that's why God says submit. Here's a principle here. This is the one thing. If you get nothing else out of this message, this is the one point. That's all I want you to remember right here. Here's the one thing I want you to remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, break it down. I'm going to help it. Help us remember this, okay? Number one, we are to honor and respect those who serve and protect. Would you say that with me? We are to honor and those who serve and protect. That's it. That's the message boiled down. That's the message right there. We're to honor and respect those who serve and protect. That's what we're going to read here. When it says submit, when it says submit, it's submit. It's talking about coming underneath the authority, right? As law enforcers, when you have to, when you have to have that courage, and you have you you're in the heat of the moment, and, and and you don't know, and then all of a sudden you're in a moment where where you short command, and you have to tell someone. Maybe you have to draw, and man, it's. I know that you wish. That people would just submit, that they wouldn't push it further, 
that they'd stop right there. If they went too far, they'd just stop right there. Instead of you having to chase them down or them getting doing more damage. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. Submit has the idea that we come under, we submit. It's kind of like an umbrella. It's we come under authority. Now, authority isn't always right, but authority is from God. Authority is not always right. Listen, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat and you're like, I like my president, I don't like my president. Man, we're to, we're to pray for him. It's not about if I agree with everything. I don't agree with half the things I do. Right? Do you? Right? I mean, one guy said, man, if I, if I could kick the person in the, in the rear end for person caused me the most problems in my life, I wouldn't sit down for weeks. Right? I mean, none of us are perfect. Right? We say that. We believe that. That's our culture. We believe that momentum church. No perfect people allowed. Like, we're all messed up, but we're all loved. But it says everyone must submit to governing authorities. So we must come under our authority. I want to say it this way. Until we come under our authority, God will never put us over the things he ordained us to be over. Let me, let me try it again. Let me say it this way. Until we come under the authority that God has put over us, we will never overcome the things God has ordained for us to be over. Are you with me today? This is such a powerful truth. We must. Why? Everyone must. Why? Because all authority is from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. That's Romans 13.1. Thank you. You can be seated. You know, you go to maybe maybe you're a teacher and, and you see this played out in the classroom. You go there, you're all law officer, and you see this played out all the time. There's people who they don't want to submit, they don't want to do that. Maybe in the classroom it's it's a student doesn't listen. And so man, they, they end up and, and you have to address it, and then mom and dad get upset when the kid was the problem. You know, and then they want to talk to you all red in the face because what their kid did was wrong. But they, you know. In other words, apples, sometimes they don't fall far from the trees. Maybe you've experienced that. You know what I'm talking about. So parents, listen, may I challenge us. Let's raise our kids to understand that they are a generation of honor and respect. They're honor and respect. It doesn't matter if authority's right. Listen, God doesn't call us to agree with authority. Lord gave me that last gathering. God doesn't call us to agree with authority. God calls us to submit to authority, to come under authority. It doesn't matter if I agree with it. I'm to come under. I'm to come under. And when I come under what God has put over me, God will help me be over the things he ordained for me to be over. In other words, if you're not a good employee, you'll be a really bad boss. If you get hired to work at McDonald's, you become the French fried Nazi. You got a little leadership, a little power, a little control. You'll be a horrible manager. You know, the truth is people don't like to submit. None of us do. None of us do, right? It, it doesn't take us very long to, before we go in our life and we're reminded, man, ugh, I don't want to do that. In fact, Scripture says it this way, husband and wife to submit to each other. They're supposed to submit to each other. Mutual submission. Man, if you own a business or corporation, businesses, one of the greatest things you can do is to realize the greatest thing you can do is serve those. Have a mindset that, you know what, man, I'm going to submit and I'm going to serve the greatest companies in America, and I would go so far to say even in the world, our companies whose people, they may not be a Christian, but they bought into a Christian 
principle. It's a leadership principle. And that is that, you know what, man, I'm here to serve. Let me say it this way. In 2003, over in um, Iran and Iraq and all that, our men and women went over there. And, and they not only went in to fight for us, and they not only went in to take what was wrong and make it right, but Saddam had raised a whole a, a regime, a whole mindset that, you know what, when you're in authority, what that means when you're in authority, when you're in uh, leadership a position, what that means is you take from people who don't have to make your life better. And so our military and our government, believe it or not, they actually went over there not only, not only to do what we saw, but I didn't realize this story, um, but it's a true story. They also worked, right, to train the police over there, to train the police. And as they started training them they were teaching them that just because you're an authority doesn't mean that you can do wrong and get away with it because you're an authority means you need to do what's right you need to do what's right and what's right is to serve and protect and that was a whole new paradigm shift for that country they had to change they had to change and yet scripture encourages i love this i love this this next verse romans 13 2 It says, so anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has, what's the next word, instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Now, I want to try to illustrate this um, like this, because we probably have all done it before. Have you ever found yourself speeding you're speeding, and then there's a police car. There's a law enforcement officer right there. There's, there's a cop car, as people call them. All of a sudden, you see this. What do you do? You hit your brakes. Have you ever hit your brakes when you weren't speeding? Because you saw the car, but you ever hit your brakes? You're just natural, right? You know why? Because you're guilty. Because <laughs> right? that's a habit, right? right? You do that, right? That's right. When I'm, you know, I think about that. Um, and thank God for you guys protecting us because speed kills. I mean, my, my mom died when I was four. A guy was um, drunk behind the wheel, never broke a bone in his body. But uh, my mom and dad almost both died. And my mother died instantly because a guy was drunk and uh, going 100 miles per hour. In the state of Tennessee, 1980, August, they, uh, state troopers learned from that accident, and they were able, thank God, and I thank God for this, they were able to improve what they did based off of uh, what they had learned from that one accident. So I thank God. I thank God it wasn't in vain. I thank God. I've often wondered, God, why did you leave me and not take mom? But you know what? I thank God for our men and women who constantly protect us from those who break the law. I thank you guys. We honor you. I thank you. Man, they're not striking fear in people that are doing right. Notice what Scripture says, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Then do what's right. And notice what Scripture says, and they will honor you. Just do what's right. Someone once said, man, do right till the stars fall. Just do what's right. The authorities are God's servants. I want you to notice a couple words here. The authorities are God's servants. They serve and protect They serve. They are God's servants. And they're not only servants, but they're sent for our good. But if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid. 
for they have the power to punish you. They are God's, again, they are God's servants sent. They're sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. Verse 5. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. All right, there's a secret there right there. You want a clear conscience? Do what's right. You want a clear conscience? Then submit. It's played out this way. Let's say you're speeding. You get pulled over. Don't have an attitude. Man, if you're breaking the law, you know, fess up. You know, um, how you doing, sir? How you doing, ma'am? Do you have any idea why I pulled you over today? I have no clue. <laughs> you going 70 and a 35? I have no clue. What's wrong, officer? Shouldn't have an attitude with them. Man, it's honor and respect. Honor and respect. I love this next verse. It's great. Verse 6. Pay your taxes too. I mean, it's right there in the Bible. Hello. Pay. I mean, hello. Just in case it wasn't obvious. Pay your taxes too for these same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. Somebody say amen. Amen. They need to be paid. I mean, are you kidding me? They deserve it. And can I just say this to you guys? You deserve to be paid a whole lot more than you are. A lot more. I mean that. I believe that. They are serving God in what they do. Did you know that? Even if you don't believe in God, that's okay. You're still serving God in what you do. Because here's the thing. God, God loved us enough that he stooped down to serve us. So whenever, whenever we stoop down to serve someone else, we're really serving God. Can I, can I play it out like this? Yesterday, Lyft was over. Stephanie spoke last week. I've been traveling a lot and, and uh, here, and God's doing amazing things. We've been very busy. But can I tell you, busyness is the enemy to intimacy. If Satan can't mislead you, he'll push you from behind. He'll get you going too fast. Busyness, the enemy of intimacy. Andy Stanley said that. And so we just needed some rest. And so, man, we, we paid to spend one night in a condo on Pensacola Beach. And, and phenomenal blessing um, to be there for a night and to go. And, and so we're going to go to the pool before we go across the street to the Gulf. And so we go to the pool, and, and, and we're just tired, man. We just want to unplug. And, and it's like law enforcement. To be honest, you're never off the clock, right? You're never off the clock. And so, honestly, he was walking there, and I was just happy just to be able to re- relax in a, in a chair just for a little bit and, uh, and just, just breathe. Do you ever forget to breathe? Like, can we breathe together real quick? Can we inhale? This is just going to be therapeutic. Trust me. We're going to inhale and exhale. Okay, ready? Everyone inhale. Ready? Now exhale. Sometimes you forget to do that. Just repeat that as necessary. And so I get there, and I'm like, Lord, I just need to relax. And just, I just need to breathe. And, and I get there, and all of a sudden I see this young man who happened to be 14, and I realize, I realize that this mom who appears to be a single mom has two kids. She's overwhelmed, to say the least. And, and, and her son, you can tell something is wrong there. And it's my family. It's her two kids. And then there's some people over here. And it just got, it, it got, um, it just kind of got weird fast, I guess, would be the right way to say that. And so, you know, I had a new best friend. And, and so in my mind, I, you know, I was just like, Lord, I just, like, I don't want to minister right now. I just want to be ministered to. Like, I just, I just want to breathe. I'm not trying to be selfish, you know, but I was, my heart was moved with compassion, but I, I knew it was going to, it was going to require, you know, some of me, you ever, you ever do that, right? And sure you do. And, and I, I watched this young man who happened to be born with cerebral palsy and Asperger's. 
and God just put in my heart, man, just like, man, play with this, play with this kid, man. He could only say two words that I heard in over an hour. Just, just God loves him just like God loves me. And so, you know what, man, I jumped in that pool and we had a time. We just had a time. I didn't know him, but man, we were best friends, right? And, uh, you know, he's, my kid's got some new toys. Someone got him for the pool. And, man, he's thrown those things across the pool, you know, tearing them up. But that's all right. Man. He had an incredible arm. And, and, and but God reminded me to serve. It's never sexy to serve. But it's important. And in that moment, God reminded me. And, and I, I looked at this mom who was overwhelmed. I could see it in her eyes. And the Lord just reminded me, Tim, just serve. Even when you're tired, I'll give you the strength. Just serve. And I know that's what our men and women do. Thank you so much. You push through. Thank you so much. That you don't stop. Thank you for that. Two more verses. Watch this. Give to everyone what you owe them. Give to everyone. Do you know that really this is a stewardship message? We're all stewards. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect. Here it is. Here's the message. Give respect. Say it with me. And honor to those who are in authority. Owe nothing. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. Look at that. Like what if the only debt we accrued was not with Visa, MasterCard, American Express? What if the only debt that we had was our obligation to love one another? Wouldn't that be amazing? If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. I love that. I love that. When we submit, when we get under what God has put over us, then God will allow us to be over what he ordained to be under us. You say it this way. You want to see the enemy's power crushed beneath you? You want to see the enemy lose traction in your life? You want to be more than a conqueror? Then before you stand in a place of authority, learn how to submit to authority. Learn how to submit to authority. Message boiled down to one thing, man. And that is simply that we must honor. Say it with me one more time. We must honor and respect those who serve and protect. And so we're going to honor our law enforcement. Pastor Matt, if you come up here at this time. And man, we've got a great, incredible moment planned. We're going to do that in just a minute. And I'm so thankful for, for what God has done. We're going to, in a minute, give, um, give you an opportunity today. Uh, just to receive God's grace wherever you're at. I, I don't know um, where you are. I don't know how you came in today. But I do know this. I do know that God loves you. And regardless of where you are today, I hope, you, hope you'll hear this today. Regardless of where you are, I want you to know that, that God loves you. And sometimes people, they can't, they can't absorb that. They've seen too much. They can't absorb it. God doesn't. God doesn't love me. God's mad at me. I feel distance from God. God doesn't love me. God's mad at me. I want to tell you today as we go into an invitation just a minute. I want to tell you that God is not mad at you. I want to tell you that God is madly in love with you. God knows. God knows right where you are. God chooses you. God 
calls you. God accepts you right where you are. That the message of the prodigal son is that the father was waiting and he was looking for the son who had run what he thought was too far for too long and was too dirty. But when the father saw the son returning to home, the father clean ran to the unclean. The father embraced clean to the unclean and he held him and he embraced him and it had nothing to do with the son and his appearance or his cleanliness it had everything to do with the father's heart and I don't know where you are today but I want to tell you that God loves you and God illustrated God demonstrated God gave us a picture of how much he loved us and that picture is Jesus, and, and Jesus stooped down to serve, and Jesus gave his life. Listen, there's no painting, there's no yacht, there's no mansion, there's no island that you could buy if you were the world's biggest billionaire. There is nothing like that that could even compare to the price that was paid for you to be forgiven. For God who gave everything on that cross to pressure wash your sins away and not only forgive but he forgets. God can erase. I mean, God's grace will erase all of your mistakes, your sin. You say, Tim, well, God doesn't know. No, no, no. God knows and he loves you anyways. Well, God, Tim, God will never forgive me for that part of my life. No, no. I'm going to tell you something today. I stand on the authority of God's word. This is not about momentum church. This is about God's truth. God's truth tells us that, that, that Jesus was sent not to condemn us. God's, you know, I know we see people on the street corner. And they're doing, listen, God sent not his son. You know John 3.16. If you don't, you got to hear. God, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would just believe in him, Jesus Will not perish, but have eternal life. But the next verse, so many people don't even know it. It's overshadowed by such a strong verse. But the I've never been where uh, watching a ball game, see someone hold John three seventeen. I've seen John three sixteen, but the next verse is just as important. It says that God did not. This is important. You 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 want to you want to put your arms around this. You want to put your mind around this right now. God did not send His Son. God did not send His Son. To accuse us, to condemn us, we were already condemned from our sin. But God sent his son to free us and to give us new life. And wherever you're at, here you VIP, or if you've been coming for months or maybe even years, if you don't know Jesus, today's your day. Today's the day to cross the line of faith. I don't know all the numbers yet. I'll, I'll get those later. But I know in last gathering, we had four adults who they said yes to Jesus. And saying, yeah, yeah, I'll clap for that. You don't have to understand everything about God. You say, well, I don't understand everything about God. And I'm not saying yes. Man, I have to get everything about. I don't understand everything. I don't have everything figured out. I've been preaching his word a long time, and there are still things I have no clue. But don't let that keep you from God's love. I don't have a doctorate in electricity, but I know where that light switch is. Just run to him today. Would you do that? 
I believe with all my heart there are people. You're watching online today. Man, I have a people text messaging me and saying, man, we're watching here. We're watching there. I believe with all my heart. The truth is there are people watching over America on all sides from coast to coast. There are people watching around the world. And today is your day to cross the line of faith. And it's as simple as just stop trying. You can't do it. You can't be good enough to get to God. You can't get everything. Listen, listen. God came because he knew that we couldn't do it. In fact, Romans says this, that the reason why we have God's law, the Ten Commandments. Get this now. The Bible actually says the reason why we have God's law is not so we'll obey everyone, but so we'd realize we couldn't obey everyone to awaken us that we needed a savior. Because it says don't lie, but I bet you money everyone here has lied. So God's law was not given, so we obey everything. That's great. God's law was to show us, I can't obey. I'm guilty. I need a savior. I need someone to intercede for me. And that's exactly what Jesus did on Calvary. He absorbed God's wrath and anger because sin must be punished. And so he paid the price. And no, as I was saying earlier, no other price could compare to the price that was shed on that cross. And that was the blood of Jesus. And so you don't go to church enough and be good enough. And hopefully one day you're good outweighs your bad. You come to him. You stop running. And you say, I trust you and what you did on that cross. I believe you love me. I give you my life today. Would you do that today with heads bowed and eyes closed all over today? Would you bow your heads? Man, we're not, in a, in, we're not about embarrassing anyone. But I believe people are going to receive Christ today. You're going to pass from death to life. I'm excited about that. Just like you have a physical birthday, you know when that is. Man, you need a spiritual birthday. If you only have a physical birthday, you are a spiritual being. If you only have a physical, hear me. If you only have a physical birthday, then you will have been born once and you will die twice. But for those of us that have given our life to Christ, you have a spiritual birthday. Then you have been born twice and will only die once. That's reason enough. But we don't just come to Jesus and say, man, I want to go to heaven when I die. So there's fire insurance and yeah, yeah, yeah. Count me in, preacher, if that's what you're saying. Just, man, I, I need him for someday, one day. No, 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 no. You need Jesus today because without Jesus, you are a dead man walking. Without Jesus, you are a dead woman walking. Why do I believe Jesus? He rose from the dead. There's more historical proof that he rose from the dead. Then there is that we have knowledge that George Washington was president. That's true. But I believe George Washington was our first president. And I believe anyone rising from the dead, yeah, I'm following you. And here's the thing. You need Jesus because Jesus is life. Haven't you tried hard enough, long enough, every way? You can't figure it out. Man, just run to Jesus today with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you say, Tim, I need Jesus today. I want his life I want to be forgiven of my sins. Then scripture says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved, period. He's the ultimate authority. He is the ultimate good guy. And he loves you so much. Man, run to him. He's running to you. If you want to do that today with heads bowed and eyes closed, we say this every week out loud to to put courage in those who will say it for the first time. 
Would you repeat after me? And you're not going through me. I'm a screw up. I'm a sinner. But my sins have been forgiven and my sins have been forgotten. And I love that. And, and anything good in me is not tempting. Anything good in me is Christ in me. And it happened way back when I called on him. Would you call on him today? Man, I'm going to say what we call a sinner's prayer. You can repeat it. We're all going to say it out loud. Not forcing anyone to. And it's not saying the right words or it's not checking this off. But it's you and your heart turning to God and saying, God, I'm trusting you and you alone to do for me what I can't do for myself. And that's power wash my sins away. Forgive me. Come into my life and make me new. I'm going to lead you in the prayer. We'll pray it together out loud. Heads Heads bowed, eyes closed. Here we go. You repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I feel your love today. I accept it. I say yes. Thank you for dying for me and shedding your blood, shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Thank you for rising again so I could have new life. Today, I give you my life and I receive your life. Teach me how to live. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, here's what we do in this moment. Man, if you did that today, see, the truth is one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is King of kings and Lord of lords. So so if you did that today, it's not a moment to be embarrassed. It's not a moment to be afraid or ashamed or, I don't know, what will they think? Man, are you kidding me? Your sins just got flushed. They just got forgiven. Like you are forgiven. Those sins have been deleted. They can't pull them up anymore. You've been made a new person. God, I'm telling you, has done something amazing in all heaven is celebrating right now. We want to celebrate with you. We want to join that party right now. So if you did that, I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And our hosts are going to bring to you a Bible. That's your spiritual protein. And they're going to give you a next steps book that will help you take the next right step in your faith walk, in your journey with Christ. And so on the count of three, man, we've had people saved every gathering every gathering. If that's you today, wherever you are, hold it up. We're not going to embarrass you. We're going to clap and cheer because that's the very reason why we're here. It's why adults got here yesterday for hours and set up for hours. That's why people were here today at 530 a.m. setting up, setting the table so you could come and dine. So this is a moment. This is the moment and we want to celebrate with you. Not going to embarrass you. You just raise your hand and we're going to give you a Bible and a next steps booklet. On the count of three, Holy Spirit, give them courage, I pray. In Jesus' name, on the count of three. One, two, three. Would you just hold it up? Would you just raise up your hand? I see you on the front row. Yes, I see you over there. Yes. Anybody else? Man, I've given my life to Christ today. I give my life to Jesus today. So thankful for you. So proud of you. Listen, if you gave your life to Christ, you're watching today. And today, man, you just, you prayed with us. You are with us. What I want you to do is email me at Tim at MomentumChurch.org. Tell me that you gave your life to Christ. And if you'll give us, if you'll give us your address, man, we'll mail you a Bible and a Next Steps booklet. We want to celebrate with you. That's amazing. This is Pastor Jim. He's our Connections Pastor. If you did that when we're dismissed today, would you, whether you raise your hand or not, would you go to him and say, man, today I crossed the line of faith. I gave my life to Christ and he's going to help you point you in the right direction to take 
that next right step. So awesome. Man, thank you so much. At this time-